All right, thank you for downloading the Cruise Control Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud.com. You can follow me, the host, Randy Cruz, on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z. This is Billy Corbin, director of Cocaine Cowboys and the 30 for 30s, The U and Broke. And there's nothing we love in Miami more than driving cruise control with no hands, steering with our knee, and not using turn signals, which is kind of what it's like listening to the Cruise Control Podcast with my man, Randy Cruz. All right, we're now live on the Cruise Control Podcast here on SoundCloud, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. NBA is about three weeks uh, from now, so I'm joined by Knicks Nation. Uh, most of you in the New York area follow him on Twitter at Knicks Nation. Talking about the New York Knicks today. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Um, the weather has been changing kind of quick around here. Last week it was like 80. Now it's like 55, man. This is crazy. <laughs> no, it's crazy. And the funny thing is I just got back from California, and it's like beautiful over there. It's like high 80s. And I just got back to this cold weather, so I'm starting to get adjusted, but I'm used to it. Yeah, man. I think I think you should go back. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I've been thinking about moving over there. Um, over there. Yeah, man. Uh I had you on uh, a few years ago. Always great talking to you, talking about the Knicks and NBA. So, um, like I said, NBA is about to kick off in three weeks. We got some preseason games going on, training camps, things yep, yep. of that nature. So, before I get to that, um, like I said, I introduced you as Knicks Nation. Talk about um, what made you want to start that campaign on Twitter and social media, being the guy, uh, the forefront behind Knicks Nation. <laughs> well, it all started about like I want to say five years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I've been a diehard fan for like fifteen plus years, so I just wanted to start like a little social media. It started off as like I just had like a hundred, two hundred followers, and it just started growing. I started tweeting every game. I started gaining more and more followers. I just love the game of basketball. I love the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I'm New York. I'm from the Hudson Valley area. So I try to go to as many Knicks games as possible. But, you know, it's tough. But I'm just a diehard Knicks fan, and I just love basketball, to be honest with you. So that means uh, you said you were you are a Knicks fan for the past 15-some-odd years. That means not a lot of playoff appearances, right? <laughs> I know, man. I know. Just that little run we had in yeah. 2012 and with Jason Kidd and all the veterans and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the only main one I remember. I mean, I remember some of the 90s briefly, but, you know, I was a little kid. My dad used to take me to the games, so basically grew up as a Knicks fan. But I'm hoping this year will change for the better. Hoping we make the playoffs. But we'll see. Hey, man, don't don't feel too bad because I've been a Knicks fan uh, for just about the same time. So once... Once Sprewell got there in '99, that's when I became a fan. So I think it was that run. I think two years after that, they made the playoffs. Then '04. Yeah. Then it was '13. So I mean, not not a lot of playoff appearances in our fandom of the Knicks. So hopefully, um, somehow, some way, they can get there um, this season. So 
Um, me and you are both big time NBA fans. How excited are you that the NBA is upon us, and of course the next season coming up soon? Oh man, I'm very excited, man. You know when the uh, finals ended in June, I'm like, damn. Now we have to wait like two, three months, go through a whole long process. But it actually goes by pretty quickly. Uh, I think of it, but I'm pretty excited, man. The East is gonna be, I think, two team race. Mm. West is, I think the West is wide open necessarily. Could be a lot of teams that would surprise you. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Like I said, hopefully the Knicks can make the playoffs. I think they can, and we just build from this year and see what we have in the future with this game, with this roster. I'm really liking this roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really liking Derek Fisher. I think fans didn't, give, didn't really give him a chance last year. It was his first year. He had a tough roster, a lot of injuries. But I think this is the year where we really judge Fisher. So we'll, we shall see. Now, two-part question. What did you take away, or one, one what did you take away from the team last year, and two, what are you looking most forward to this season? Last year, last year was a tough season, obviously, many Knicks fans. But um, I took what I took away from last season. Hmm, I took away that you no, know, no matter how down we got, no matter how far the team got low, no matter how low it got, you know, we still fought. You know, we still fought every last game like it was at last. They still battled, whether they're versing the Spurs or whether they're versing the Hawks, we still battled, man. Although we won those last two games, you know, we shouldn't have. Should have got that number one pick, but I'm still mad about that. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just liking how the team came out every night, showed showed us they had heart and didn't quit, you know, because if you're in New York, you're not supposed to be a quitter. Right. So I'm just happy about that. And what I'm looking forward to this year, uh, I just want us to build our rookies. Like I like Przingis. I really like Grant. I think Grant can be something special. And I think uh and I think um we build from those two and then hopefully we make it to the playoffs. Hopefully we squeeze in whether we get the eighth or seventh spot. But that's to be seen. But hopefully yeah we build as a roster and hopefully next year we can land a big free agent. Just a sidebar real quick, I I did forget to ask you that for those who do follow you on Twitter, they they should see a very important word you have in your bio. It says you're a realist. <laughs> so, um, like I said, you are a big-time Knicks fan, and I, yeah. I, I see the tweets, and you just say whatever's on your mind, whether people like it or not. Mm-hmm. How much how much uh, drawback from Knicks fans do you get when you tweet out something something that's real and going on, and they happen to kind of like disagree with you? You'll be surprised, man. As I like, I get a lot of drawback. Like, <laughs> like, like you said, like I'm a realist. Like I tweet what's on my mind, and I just tweet what's on my mind at the moment. Like sometimes I don't even be thinking of what I'm tweeting. Or sometimes it just comes out. It uh-huh. may come out wrong, but it, you know it's the real truth. I mean, I get a lot of drawback though. But I try to explain to the fans that you know things aren't always hunky dory. Things aren't always looking up. But I, I look at myself like. I know Stephen A. Smith is real, and I, I look at myself, I'm not comparing myself to Stephen A. Smith, but, like, I'm that type of critic to the Knicks. Like, I love the Knicks so much, they've hurt me so much, mm-hmm. that, like, I just expect the worst. So I just tweet what's on my mind, but sometimes it gets me in trouble. You got fans yelling at me and my mentions and all this. But I try to block it out, but, wow. I mean, yeah, 
and I try to be a realist as much as possible because, you know, you have some people just tweeting out, like, oh, the Knicks will get them next time, yada, yada, yada. But it's been, like, literally, like, 30, 40 years since we won a championship. Like, come on, like, we need answers. This is New York. We should be on the right path. Mm. We shouldn't be, like, the last team in the East just barely making the playoffs. But we should be on top. And that's how I feel. And I feel like we're going in the right direction, though. I feel like we have some of the pieces. Hopefully, Porzingis comes out to be a great player, a great, whether he's a power forward, whether he's a center. That's right. what seen, but I feel, like, I feel like we're on the right path. Now, you mentioned Porzingis, and the Knicks, you know, they lost 65 games last year. They end up with the number four overall pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And they select Porzingis. And from a fan point of view that you are, how did you feel then and how do you feel now about that selection? When I first when I first saw them pick Porzingis, I didn't really know too much about him, to be honest. I mean, I, I knew he was on the mock drafts, the top five, in some cases on the top ten. I didn't really know too much. I know all the fans were backlashing and didn't like it. They wanted um, either Winslow or... Callie Stein. They wanted like someone to like I don't know, they wanted a proven player, which is understandable. But I don't know. Now that I look at it, I think for things could be really something special, man. I think we have to give this guy a chance. I mean, he's like seven three. I mean he is skinny, but he's I've heard I read an article that he's gained about twenty pounds since the off season. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's trying. He's trying to um build that muscle, he's trying to please the fans. And we will see tomorrow. I mean, first preseason game is tomorrow at MSG. And I'm really I'm really excited about presenting this. I think our fans need to give him a chance. And uh something out there I really think he can be something special. I mean the kid is eighteen years old. Uh he he's yeah. coming he's coming into New York City, big market, everyone watching. Melo says he's gonna be a big uh bro to him, take some pressure off of him. Phil Jackson said he's like a Sean Bradley and that got everybody upset and then Kurt Rambis said he's like a mix of pa- uh, a young Pagasol and Dirk Nowitzki. Is, is there a lot of pressure on Porzingis coming in since he was drafted number four? I think yeah once you I mean once you come to New York there's a lot of pressure whether you get drafted number four whether you get drafted number 30th in the first round I mean everyone everyone is looking at you seeing what you can do as a player and what you can do as a leader what you can do as a rookie. But I really think that his peers need to bring him up when times get down. I really think Melo should help him out. But, um, yeah, I really think he has a lot of pressure on him. I don't know whether he can sustain it throughout the season. It's going to be tough. But um, that's to be that's to be seen. But I really have faith in presenters. I really think, honestly, he could be something special. Along with Grant, I really think people are sleeping on him, too. He's been playing well in the preseason. I mean, not the preseason, the summer league. He played well, and uh, Porzingis did pretty good too. So mm. I really, I really like these two rookies that we have going on. Now we all knew that Russell Towns and, and Okafor were off the board that night, and then next draft Porzingis at number four. Who did you, who did you want at that spot? Who were you looking for to say, you know what, we couldn't get these three, but Nick, I hope you draft this guy. Mm, you know, before the mock draft even 
came about or before like the draft lottery even came about, I really wanted D'Angelo Russell. I really think he can be something special. Mm-hmm. I really think he can be like the next all-star point guard. I mean, he's just his passing ability. He can shoot his vision on the floor. But uh, since we didn't get him, I really, I really would have gave Winslow a chance because I think, although him and Melo sort of play like the same position, but I really think we need that extra wing defender. And he can really run down the floor. He's a fast break guy. He's a high flyer. But with these rookies, you never know. I mean, they're good in college, but they come to the NBA, they can be either bust or they can be all-stars or they can be like a bench player, a role player. Mm-hmm. We really never know until like the mid-season about these um, rookies. But, yeah, Dan, I mean, uh, Justice Winslow would have been my pick at number four. Now, before I keep going on with the questions I got for you, before I went on here, um, mm-hmm. I did go on Twitter and have people, you know, tweet me some of the questions they had for you. So I'm going to do that right now. So at B-Ball Major, he got – it's a, it's a three-part question. I'll do it one, one at a time. Will we have two all-rookie teamers? That's number one. Will we have two all-rookie teamers? I'm thinking you're talking uh, about and Grant. You know, mm-hmm. That's a good question. I think we can do one. I don't know about two. I don't know. They're saying Brzingis might only play like 15, 20 minutes. So I don't know if he'll get enough minutes. But I really think we can get one in there. Two would be awesome. I mean, if Grant plays to his ability and Brzingis plays to his ability, mm-hmm. I really think they have potential to be two rookie all-first teamers. Like, Brzingis has that pick and pop. He has a shot. He has to work on rebounding, though, know, but, I mean, and then Grant can pass the ball. He's a really good pick-and-roll player. Right. He has a shot every now and then. He can shoot the three. He can he can split the picks. He can he can dunk it. So I really think there's a chance for two, but I'm, I'm really hoping for one. But that would be awesome if we get both of them in there. Mm. All right, the next one from him is, can Robin Lopez be the best center in New York over his brother, Brooke Lopez? <laughs> 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 these two, these two brothers are funny, man. Like Robin yeah. Lopez, he just um, he like he was playing around with mascots last season. Like he would have fights with all mascots and stuff. So he's he's a funny guy. But can Robin Lo- can can Brook can Robin beat out Brook? Yeah, that's a question. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I think Robin is a way better defender than Brook. Mm-hmm. Brook is a more polished offensive player. Like Brook can shoot the ball. Brooke and Brooke has some post moves. I think Robert Robin is like a glue guy. I think he he will fit in perfectly with the Knicks. He he sets hard picks. He does all the dirty work. He gets rebounds. He gets blocked shots. But do I think that I don't know, it'll be tough to be honest with you? Because Brooke is always hurt every season. He gets hurt. Yeah, every season always. he misses like thirty, forty games. So it'll be tough. But I think Robin is up there with his brother. To be honest with you. Mm. The third one he got, well, speaking of somebody who's, who's always hurt, uh, over under Jose Calderon plays 60 games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I think under. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go under because he, he just doesn't stay healthy. Every year there's something up with him, whether it's his hamstring or, or his leg. or I'm going to go under. I'm going to say... Let's say he gets like 55 games in. All right. I think it being too nice, but I think he might go 
forty-five, fifty, depending on how <laughs> how quick you give him that low a number. Uh, I, I think Melo plays around. I think a good seventy Melo might play. Seventy. I think uh, I think a good solid seventy would be. I think this year would be a comeback year for Kamara. I think I think he has something to prove. And I think this year would be like a an All Star year for Melo again. Mm-hmm. So we also have at Wallow the one and only. How many games yeah. until Jerry and Grant re- uh, replaces Calderon in the starting lineup? You know, I don't. I don't think Calderon is a lock in the starting lineup right now. Yeah, me either. No, I really don't. I think you got um, uh, Galloway, and you have Grant, and you have. Calderon. I really don't think Calderon is a lock, but uh, I think I think I think Fisher will go with Galloway. To be honest with you, it depends on how Calderon plays in the preseason. It depends on what a lot of people are tomorrow. Mm. But um, I really think Grant can really overcome Calderon. I really think he can take some playing play time away from him. And I really think Calderon will be like a a trade trip coming this coming uh, trade deadline. And the last one I got from Stillmatic underscore. If Melo has his usual production for the entire season, are the New York Knicks talented enough to make the playoffs? Oh, yeah, definitely. If he scores like... Like 20, I mean, he, 29 he knows, a game. He's always scoring. So if, let's say he scores above 25, but I really think he has to step it up in the assist category. If he, if he gets everyone involved, if he rebounds the ball, if he plays good defense, then I really think the Knicks have a chance to be a playoff team, whether that's a separate for spot. I really haven't, like, sat down and looked at the East yet, but mm-hmm. I really think the Knicks have a chance to um, become a playoff spot. And hopefully that, hopefully they will be. I mean, last year we didn't make it, but this year I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that they make it. We're chatting with Knicks Nation here on the Cruise Control Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Um... That night when they when New York traded Tim Hardaway Jr. for Jerry and Grant, uh, that was like an hour and a half into the draft. Um, what were your thoughts on that deal? Well, you know, I thought I really thought I really had faith in Tim Hardaway Jr. I thought he was going to be a solid player. I thought he was going to be a solid shooting guard. I mean, for last year he just took a he just took a downfall. I mean, his shooting percentage was was low. I really thought he could growing or something special. He's, he was the only fast-break scorer last year. He was the only player that can really finish on a fast-break. He was uh, he can dunk the ball, he can shoot in the spurts, but at the same time, he didn't really show us much, so I think Phil Jackson was put in like a little hard position, so he had a pull trigger. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is young, but like he didn't, I really think Phil Jackson thought Either Grant will become a better player than Tim Hardaway. I mean, don't get me wrong. Tim Hardaway is going to become a good player, a good solid player. And I just think maybe the system last year wasn't right for him. Maybe the triangle wasn't right for him. But I don't know. He'll still be a good player. But I I like the deal. I'm really excited about Grant. Like I said, I think he can be a, a solid point guard, an old school point guard, someone that gets everybody involved, non-selfish, but... I like the deal. I know a lot of people didn't like the deal, but I know Melo didn't like the deal. But 
what are your thoughts on Phil Jackson after one year of him being, you know, the president or his role of GM or whatever? Do, do you still believe in the current plan um, that he's going with right now? Um, yeah, I believe, see, that don't sound too confident, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Phil Jackson is like, Phil Jackson is Phil Jackson. I mean, let's get that out there, but mm. last year we didn't, we didn't do well. When he first came, we did okay. But I don't know. I feel like this is the year where everything starts coming together. Like, this is the year where we judge Fisher. This is the year where we judge Phil Jackson. And this this year, I think if we take it down for this year, then I really think we should start questioning, like, is Phil Jackson really up for the job, or did he just take the job for money? Because as of right now, it's looking like it's just for money. But we we... We we have to wait and see until this year pans out. I think we'll start really noticing it mid-season, whether the Knicks are in the playoff hunt or whether they go on like an eight-game losing streak, how the team responds, the adversity. So all those factors play in. But so Jackson should be luring in free agents. We struck out this year. Mm. And my mom went to the Bucks. Then um, DeAndre Jordan. You kind of led into what I was going to ask you next. You know, they did have the offseason. Um, they tried to get some big guys, like you said, Greg Monroe, um, DeAndre Jordan. LaMarcus Aldridge would even meet with the Knicks. Um, but they end up getting Aaron Aflalo, Robert Lopez, Derek Williams, Jerry and Grant in that Tim Hardaway trade. Of course, they drafted Porzingis. They also get... <clears throat> Sasha Vujacic, Kyle O'Quinn, and Kevin Serafin. Uh, um, <laughs> so they, they get a lot of these guys. It might sound good on paper, but overall, knowing that, knowing that they struck out and getting the big-time guys, what was your overall yeah. thoughts on their on their offseason? I mean, if, we, if I was to give them a grade, I would give them, I'd give them a B-minus because, like, at the end of the day, we knew that we weren't getting the big first. Like Aldridge, I don't, I don't think he was coming in anyway. Jordan, I thought he was staying with the Clippers, but he, he kind of like tricked the Mavs and they went back to the Clippers. But I mean, Aflalo, eh, he's all right. He's a good shooter. He's a good wing player. He's a good defender. But he's like getting up there in age. Terrence Kevin Serafin, eh, he's a good power forward. He's a good rebounder. He's a good dirty work player. Paolo yeah. Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, you telling me yeah. that Kevin Serafin yeah, and Derek I mean, like, Williams like, yeah. Honestly, say that for all these players. Like, yeah, like, you just never know, like, how they'll match and how they'll work together. True, true. But, like, yeah, I mean, we'll just, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that's why I really like these rookies because I really think, I think our biggest fish was Robin Lopez, to be honest with you, even though I think we overpaid him a little bit, but, even though these contracts this year was like outrageous, some of these players were getting ridiculously amounts of money for no reason. But should have been an NBA player, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think these rookies would really um, surprise some of us, to be honest with you. And I think these role players are are just. 
trying to do because at the end of the day, you need pieces. You can't build a championship team without pieces. So I think Phil is trying to build a foundation. Once we have the foundation in place, I'm trying to get more stars, more all-stars. And, yeah, we'll just see, see what happens from there, I guess. Now, I'm a big Melo fan. I'm pretty sure you are as well. You know, Melo, 31 years old, he's still the main guy in New York. Yeah. He, he he looks to be happy with the off-season moves, says he can play at a high level for four or five more years. Are you, as a fan, concerned that he's going to have to do most of the work again this year due to, to, to the lack of a, a big-time second star? Or do you feel with the new people on board that they can provide more help that he needs? So that's a, I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. It seems like every year when the Knicks get down, when they become like when they become low and their, their attitude becomes low, I think Melo takes over and he tries too much. And he tries to be that guy. And I think that's when the Knicks get in trouble. I think the Knicks need a foundation for Melo to be successful. Like we had in 2012, all those veterans were here. Melo wasn't really, I mean, Melo was a good piece, but like all the attention wasn't on Melo. Like we had legit three more threats on the floor. But um, whether he's going to try to pick up the team and try to do two months, um, to be honest with you, I think that's who Melo is. I don't think he'll ever change, to be honest with you. That's just being blunt. Like I think he's always been that player where he's always tried to score 25 to 30 points a game. I mean, he's a true scorer. Mm-hmm. He does it great. I mean, he's a, he's a superstar. He's I think he's built for New York. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's who he is as a player. And I think that's what gets us into trouble sometimes. And I think he needs to, somebody, that's why he needs those veterans to be like, yo, chill, like, relax, we got this. But, um, then I just think that's how he is. And, Hopefully he can grow. I mean, he's over 30 now, so hopefully he starts to realize that his career is not going to be here for much longer. He only has, like, about eight-plus years. But, um, yeah. Now, what do you say when people tell you or tweet at you, uh, you know, we should we should trade mellow? What do you what goes in your head when, when people tell you that or tweet you that, uh, that, that I mean, they should no, trade I think him? about it. That's what you really think about it, but who are we trading him for? Give me, give me a solid team. Give me a solid second team who's going to give up a good young core, some first round picks, maybe an up and coming star. I, I just don't think we can get that much from Carmelo Anthony to be honest with you. I think I think he's not. I think teams want him, but I don't really think teams really like need him that bad. I mean, he's a he's a. Don't get me wrong, Carmelo Anthony is a, a great player. But I don't think we're going to find the right trade partner to trade with him or, or um, yeah, I, mean, I don't think we're just going to give away Mellis or nothing. I mean, we need solid pieces in return. I mean, if we trade him, it's going to be, we will have to win that trade. We'll have to get, like, either four first-round picks and, like, two upcoming all-stars or something of that nature. But I really don't think trading him is the best option. I mean, some, some fans are calling for it, but... I think I think we just gotta give him a chance. He wants to bring a championship to New York, so and I believe in him. I really do. But I just think it's tough, man. The pressure in New York is tough. It's tough playing in New York, but I think I think hopefully things are looking up. 
Yeah, plus it's hard to to trade a guy who has a five year, hundred twenty million dollar contract too. So that's not very yeah. <laughs> it's not very easy yeah, to move. Teams, teams are looking away from that. We don't they don't want that. <laughs> um, the the Knicks they they need to get off to a good start. We all know that. In 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 my opinion, every year, the first five, ten, fifteen games can make or break you and I know that sounds kind of crazy but you know you look up in, in January February you're X amount of games under 500 and you know the, the the team that they have now I think they're able to beat the teams that they should beat not saying you know a team is is uh, is light but we all know when the Knicks play San Antonio they, they play their, their hearts out but when they play like a you know at the time Charlotte or Milwaukee, yeah. or somebody, yeah. or Detroit. Their competition. Yeah. They 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 never win. Every time they play Milwaukee, every season, it's like it's a dogfight. But it's like <laughs> you you you, yep. you. And it's always that. It's always when we get on like a nice little four game winning streak, and then we have like, like yeah, Charlotte like, on the schedule. We're like, oh okay, we can get this to five, and then the Knicks get blown out. We're like, wow, typical Knicks. Yeah, like you, you you beat Cleveland open the night last year, and with LeBron and Ky- Kyrie and Love, and like, oh yeah, wow, they beat the Cavs. Beginning of the season, we yeah. beat Cleveland in Cleveland. And, uh, yeah, in Cleveland. Then the next game, who do we face? That was home, right? I, I don't even know, but I know they I started was, two and one, and then it was just downhill after that, and they lost to the, to Detroit and you know Milwaukee, yep. and nobody knew Milwaukee was going to be as good later on, but it's like. You got to play up to the competition, and every time they get a, a, a lower tier team, they play a bad competition. So, wh- what I'm getting at is the fact that if you look at the schedule, and I'm pretty sure you, you saw it already, their first 12 games are like, to me, kind of brutal. You know, seven of those uh, uh, games, they got playoff teams. Yeah, they got. Seven games against playoff teams from last year: Milwaukee, San Antonio, Cleveland, uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, Washington, Toronto. Um, not saying they're going to lose every game, but it's like you know, seven out of twelve playoffs. That's pretty brutal. How critical uh, are those first twelve games for this team? You know, I mean, they're critical. I mean, you of course we want to win them, but at the same time, like we're just getting our feet wet, like. Um, we don't know how this team will play together. It's all new faces again. Um, I'm not expecting anything spectacular. I mean, of course, I would want them to be, you know, those good teams and just to see how they're made, what they're made of. But um, I think I think they're they're critical. I mean, every game counts, of course. But I just think if we let's say we go on like a three to four game losing streak, I don't think Penn fans should panic. Um, oh, they will. You know they will, man. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, the, the post will panic. Everyone will panic. Yeah. I just think people need to see what happens after those games. I need uh, to see what happens after the next response. Like, I think, um, I think we'll really know what this team is made of come December, January, after the Christmas break. Then, then I think we judge the team. But these these first ten games, I don't think they're. Critical. I mean, they mean something, but I don't. I'm not going to look into them like I'll look into the, like the last 20 games. 
Yo, man, those first 12 games are, are critical, are brutal, and I tell you, if they go 3-9, and nine, your, your Twitter feed is going to be filled up with trade this guy, trade that guy, get Phil out of here, yeah, get yeah, Derek Fisher. I mean, That's how it is in New York. 3-9, watch. 3-9, and nine, watch. Three and nine, that's what you're, that's what no, you're no, 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 I, I'm just saying, if they go 3-9, yeah. and nine, four, 4 and 8, it's like, oh, you know, we we, we got to make a trade. You know how it is. Yeah. Yeah, I know how it is. I mean, that's how that's how it is every year, to be honest with you. But I just, I just feel like I'm all like as fans should be like over that stage. Like we need to let this team grow. Like we have a whole bunch of rookies on this team, and we have people that never play together. Mm-hmm. So we just need to let them mesh. See how training camp went. We'll see how tomorrow is. We'll see how they mesh as a team, and we'll see if they have a new offense. Because I really think we got stuck on the triangle too much last season. That really hurt us. Like every play was so predictable. Like even I was calling it. Like oh, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. Like, I really think they need to mix it up. But um, yeah. I mean, us fans just need to chill out. I need to chill out. I'll try to hold back some. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably still get backlash, but you know. But yeah, that's that's just my take on it. Hey man, we all gotta chill out. It's only October sixth. <laughs> Yeah, it's all going to be October. We're already stressing. We got a long way to go. We don't know this team is going to fail. Now, was last year the, like, audition year for Derek Fisher? Like, this coming year is, like, the year now he has to kind of show and prove that he is a a good uh, NBA head coach and and kind of make the fans – at ease of why Phil Jackson chose him to be the head coach. Yeah, I really think this is the year where Fisher has to prove to us fans that he belongs in the league. Last year, I feel like he got unfair backlash. I mean, look at the roster. We didn't really have a roster. Mello went down. and like We had a whole bunch of D-League players on our team, so I don't really judge Fisher. It got to a point last year where I just stopped watching the games, to be honest with you. But um, I think I really think this this is the year that Fisher, I mean, we'll see if Fisher grows as a coach, as a person, as a as a leader. Because I really think he has it in him. Man. He's a he's a world champion. He's played in tough games. Right. He knows what it's about. He, he has a good relationship with Phil Jackson. And he know he's been there. That's why I have faith in him. Like, we have to have faith in him. He's our coach. He's our head coach. He's the leader. At the end of the day, he makes the calls. But um. This is the year I think that we judge him as a organization and as a fan base. Yeah, I, I think I think Derek Fisher would be. Um, I mean, unless he he wants to and, and chose to, but I think he would be a different coach if it wasn't just based on the the triangle. I, I think that's you know Phil wants him to you know to run that, and I think if Derek Fisher had an opportunity to run his own system. I think the team could be better off with that. Not saying that they can use the triangle on certain plays, but when it's predominantly that form of offense, I think it it it, it takes away a, a lot from what the players can and can't really do. And I think if he could run his yeah. own stuff, um, it'll just be better off. But I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see, right? Yeah, that's true, and that's I, I think that's one of the reasons that um, Steve Kerr wants to go to State instead of picking. Next, I think he. I mean, obviously, Golden State's a better team. Yeah, they won a championship, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, have Steph Curry. I mean, that's pretty yeah. smith. But I really don't think he he just wanted to run the triangle. I really think he wanted to be free and just do his own thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people are like that. I mean, he's like coming in, Phil Jackson, one of the coaches, just run the triangle. Like, everybody knew that. And, of course, Fisher, who ran the triangle very well in his prime, and when he played with the Lakers, of course, he was going to take the job. And, of course, $25 million on top of that is a good icing on the cake. But I really think Fisher would come out to be a good coach. I don't think last year he got, um, I don't think last year he got a really good chance. I think this is the year. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. Hopefully we have a good run. Hopefully we won't, we won't be depressed. Hopefully we won't yell at our TV, even though we probably will. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, hopefully things are looking up. And I'm really liking this season. Well, just to have a little fun here, are, are the New York Knicks better than the Brooklyn Nets right now? Right now? I want to say, yeah. I mean, I've really been following the Brooklyn Nets. I know they got a couple of pieces in the offseason. But uh, I really think they are, to be honest with you. I really think the Brooklyn Nets are like a mess right now. They don't, they don't really know their identity. I mean, so I think we have better rookies in them. We have... I think our coach is better, to be honest with you. Lionel Highlands is a good coach, but I, I just think that he lost the team last year. Mm. And them trading away Deron Williams, I think um, that really took a hit to the team. I mean, I like Deron personally. Yeah, he was falling off. But um, I don't know. We'll see. But right now, I, I do think the Knicks are better than the Mets. I, I, think, I think D. Will will be more... You know, energized with the Mavericks. Not saying a total resurrection of his career, but I'm pretty sure he'll he'll play a lot different. Um, it'll be funny if he's healthy the whole time, just like Chandler was um, last year. But um, I, I I saw the Nets roster the other day, and I'm just like, uh, you know, they they made the playoffs last year, and I'm like, but now. In just like a two, three-year span, you know, there's no Garnett, no Paul Pierce, no yeah. Jason Kidd as head coach. There's no D. Will yeah. and Brooke Lopez hurt, and your, your main guys, Joe Johnson, and you know, you got you know, yeah, you just it's just like a yeah, roster, it's a like, total shift. A Joe total Johnson shift. has his little spurts, but he has a little games where he's non-existent. Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez is guaranteed ten games missed a season, even more than that. Right. So the, that's why I said they don't really have the identity. I mean, they have some good young players, but I don't. I really think the Knicks are have a better future than the Nets, to be honest with you. Mm. My my final question uh, to you is this. Um, we all know that the West is kind of wide open when it comes to playoff time. You can't, you can't even tell who's going to get in or not. But the East yeah. is kind of interesting. We all know Cleveland, you know, the Chicago's, Washington, Toronto, but now I want you to take the the fan out of you and and put that realist cap on on your head right now. Can the Knicks fight for the eighth seed, or who do you feel are already going to be in the playoffs, and who's going to be the ones fighting for that final spot? I really think the Knicks will be fighting for that eighth spot. And I really think the surprise team out of the East will be the Miami Heat. I really think they have some cool pieces that are meshed together. They have Amari now. They have um, the high flyer. I forgot his name. But he's from the Phoenix. He was on Phoenix 
last year. Gerald Green. Gerald, um, yeah, Gerald Green. And uh, Bucks are really the, the team that I want to watch all season. Like, yeah, me too. Great me young too. talent. They have a great starting five. I mean, I think they're starting five. The, the shortest person is like, what, six, eight, something, something like that. Yeah, MCW. Um, really look, I'm really looking forward to that. I think Jason Kidd's going to have come out season. I think he's going to be the coach of the year, actually. But um, I really think the Knicks will be fighting for that eighth seed, whether whether it's against um, uh, the Cavs. That's, that's a tough. That's a tough one. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I really don't. But I really think the Knicks are going to be in the playoff hunt, and I really think the West is like there's so many good teams in the West. Like Golden State can win it again. Now the Clippers got stronger. Mm. Spurs now have Aldridge. I mean. It could really be like a legit six-team race in the West for the final Western Conference Finals. But uh, I really honestly think that the Knicks will make the playoffs next year. And that's my personal opinion. That if I wasn't a Knicks fan, I'd be saying the same thing. Because I really think we'll come together as a group, as a unit. I think Melo will have an all-star season. I think Fisher will do good coaching. I think Porzingis is going to open a lot of eyes throughout the league. I think Grant will as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy about this upcoming season, to be honest. And I really honestly think the Knicks will make the playoffs, hopefully. Okay, so to wrap it up, who are the eight teams you have in the East? Who are the eight teams you have in the West? Mm. The eight teams I have in the East, you gotta have Cleveland, and you gotta have. I think Derek Rose will have a comeback season, even though he has. He got hurt. Cleveland, Chicago, and I throw Milwaukee in there, and I got Miami, and I have Washington uh, number five. Uh, then I have Toronto. So that's five. At number five, number six. I'll go with... They're going to put the Wizards in there? Oh, yeah, I forgot about, I forgot about them. Yeah. I'll put the Wizards, <laughs> yeah, I'll put the Wizards number six. I'll put Toronto over the Wizards. All right, so you got six, six so far. Two more. Number seven. Seven. Yeah, I'll say the Knicks will take the seventh spot, to be honest. Mm. I have the Knicks at number seven. I think it's going to be a, either the Knicks will finish seven or eight. And the eighth spot will be. Who am I forgetting? Um, from eight. last year, from from those who made it last year, was Brooklyn and Boston. Mm, I don't so, know if I believe in Boston. Um, I'm gonna throw Boston in there as number eight. I'm gonna leave the Nets out of the playoffs. Yeah, me too. I think. I think the Knicks will be. I mean, realistically, they'll probably finish eighth, but. I really think they'll be fighting for the seventh and eighth spot between Boston and then. You know, you know who you forgot? Atlanta. Who? Oh, wow. Yeah, so now we're yeah. fighting for one spot. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think the next will be up Boston, to be honest. All right. We I, got Atlanta. I put Atlanta. I put Atlanta at, like, number five. And then I just trickled out from there. And then the next will take number eight. Yeah, I pretty much have the Knicks. Fighting for that final spot is going to come down to uh, New York. In, in no order, New York, 
Um, I like Charlotte Rasta. I, I know what happened to Kid Gilchrist. He, he's going to be out for a while, so that that might change. Um, Boston, I can't count them out because they made it last year, and they didn't really lose anybody. They added David Lee, so that, that might help them out. Um, and I think maybe Indiana could be in that mix. I mean, I I, I am putting Miami already in there. Um, that did not make it last year, so they're already taking a spot. So I think it's Indiana, Charlotte, New York, and um, and Boston for – for the eighth spot. Now, for the West, I mean, that's pretty easy. Uh, what, San Antonio, Clippers, Golden State? Yeah, it's going to be, I Houston. think Golden State will finish on top again. Then I'll think, I think the Clippers will finish second. I think the Spurs third. Then I want to go with OKC fourth. Okay, what about fifth. Houston? Fifth. I'll throw Houston and fifth. I think they'll take a step back. Okay, what about the, Memphis? Uh, I think you got two left. Uh, what am I missing? Um, Dallas, they made it last year. Mm. And New Orleans uh, from last year. I think New Orleans will finish sixth. So you got one and spot left. I think the Mavs will finish eighth, but I think the Kings will surprise some people. Right. I think that will be a dogfight all season. And I can't wait to watch it. But I think the West will be fun, as always. The East will be fun, too, this year. The East will turn some heads. Yeah, I, I think fighting for that eighth in the Western Conference is going to come down to, um, uh, you know, it it could be New Orleans, but I, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. But I think fighting for it could be Phoenix. A lot of people are, are very high on them. Also, Utah uh-huh. and and Sacramento. I mean, Sacramento on paper, it was like, oh, wow, Rondo, Cousins, yeah. Rudy Gay. And it's like, all right, but how is that going to play on the court? I have no idea. I know my league pass will be on fire when it comes to Sacramento yeah. games. So yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see that. But overall, I can't wait for the NBA to kick off, especially uh, next season because we all know how Nick's Twitter gets down every every time they play. So it should be very interesting. So... Um, Knicks Nation, you're on Twitter at Knicks Nation, uh, so go follow him. He got t-shirts and all that for you guys. Just log on to the website. Um, yes, I do. Always great talking to you about the Knicks and, and NBA, and thank you again, and I appreciate it, bro. Hey, man, thanks for having me on every time, man. I appreciate it. I really do. All I right, enjoy man. listening to your show, man. It's really, it's really a great show, to be honest with you. Thank you, man. Appreciate, I appreciate you it. for having me on. No problem. All right, bro. All right.